thank you for listening to Papercut Podcast, bringing you evocative interviews with local creatives every week from hometown heroes to hidden gems. Brought to you by the West End Cultural Center, the best place to see live music in Winnipeg for over 30 years. Welcome to Paper Cut Podcast and our Quick Cut series. My name is Jared Goche. I'm Olivia Michaelchuk, and we're here finally with Pat Lasso. Please tell us um, a little bit about yourself. I'm a Winnipeg-based uh, visual artist. I um, graduated the University of Manitoba um, Fine Arts. I co-founded Graffiti Art Programming, our graffiti gallery, in 1998. Um, I was... Uh, part of like early graffiti in Winnipeg uh, since 1993. Um, And I've been painting murals, uh, doing visual art and um, tattooing since 2007. Um, And yeah, I like to paint. Yeah, you're giving us a lot to go on here. That's just about everything. So the first thing that strikes me is that uh, and of course, maybe this is just like a stereo, not a stereotype, but like graffiti and fine arts. Where did those, those realms meet for you? Um, you know what? I, I was, uh, introduced to graffiti and I was just, I was absolutely hooked. Um, I like to like a kinship with people that I had never, that I had only seen on with their names um on the street and like we when we met it was like it was like oh this is so cool like we're in into this culture and and then it's sort of like uh um it just it grew from there and my my uh fine art i mean sorry my english teacher at my private school at saint paul's told me about going about going to fine arts and i was already involved in graffiti and so a lot of the subject matter that I used when I went into fine arts was the sort of politics of, of um, using the, the tools of graffiti, uh, an unlawful act and, and all that stuff, like using those tools in a fine art um, back, uh, in, with, that, with that backdrop, uh, gallery backdrop, and mm-hmm. sort of the, you know, the, I mean, as, as, anti-authority graffiti might sound like like it's got a fairly you know it's got its own rules kind of thing and and like you know it's sort of like you're not keeping it real if you're doing stuff on canvas and whatnot and that sort of thing and like you know i i like dealt with those kind of issues just um being part of the culture and like having a real love for the culture but then but then um wanting to pursue a fine art career you know um, so there was no real, um, venue for graffiti artists. So that's sort of like where we started graffiti gallery. Um, yeah. So it's, it, I, I kind of want to touch a little bit before, um, you guys had founded that. Can you speak on the scene and what it was like? It seems like now we have a lot of resources yeah. and, sure. Was was there that same amount of resources, people to talk to? Oh, yeah, no, no. I mean, it was, um, there was like um, a sort of club or oh, the, this, the shop called Frenzy in Portage Place. And it had this like um, 
it had this photo, um, this photo album of like hard copy flicks of like local graffiti. And then they would sell spray paint. Um, and it was a friend of mine who was bringing in Krylon spray paint, which essentially is hardware store spray paint. Um, and, but selling it at this store which was like uh you know like a like a kind of rave shop or whatever and that kind of thing and like so graffiti guys would kind of congregate there and look at the mag look at the the uh things that would sell there they would sell like tips and like spray paint and stuff like that and uh but so you would kind of uh meet people that way um by going to the shop and like that sort of thing and and going to the spots where you would be painting like under bridges or or behind buildings and stuff in that and um certain walls in osborne back then um yeah it was a it wasn't a big scene there's like lots of uh there was like little skateboard crews of uh you know painting and um yeah it, it was it, it was cool it was like uh like it was definitely um not as uh commercial i guess uh, uh, a thing like there was no designer spray paint back then no low pressure paint and you know the technology was so different back then as far as like application of of paint um yeah it's like, and and for you to discover some style you would have to get a hard copy flick of somebody's paintings or a magazine which were hard to come by you know, it was all snail mail. There's no internet, like for like, for like now, like instantly, whatever you paint is, you know, is online and available for anyone, right? So it's uh, it's definitely way different. Like things moved a lot slower, like the pace and the, um, I guess the progression of each graffiti writer or, or artist would be, would be a little bit slower than it is now, right? Like, uh, just the advantages of of what you've got as far as resources now. Yeah, I, I have a question sort of about, you're talking about meeting and, and painting together. Were you painting uh, like murals, like uh, oh, images or were you tagging or like yeah, we what were, is the... we were we were tagging and also, and also doing pieces under bridges, like planning like we would, we would plan out our our pieces and um, and kind of make a mission out of it, you know. Um, sorry, my son, my son is. Oh, special of, guest, yeah. Oh, that's oh, so yeah. sweet. We've had a couple baby special guests before. Oh yeah, here. You want to say hi? Yes. How did you get up here? Hi. Hey, how's it going? Hi. Oh, he, I guess he can't hear you. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Owen. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Hi. Hey. Oh, my God. So sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Is he an artist yet? Yeah. 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 He's, uh, he likes to paint, but it's, uh, it's more gestural and, uh, you know, um, yeah, he, he likes to make a mess. It's more performance, actually. Hi, Papa. Oh, wait. Sorry. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, sorry. Yeah. You yeah. hold on one second. We can hold on no one Hi, Papa. Yeah. Hey, Owen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Bye. 
Um, yeah, that sounds interesting about the, the sort of planning all that stuff out. Because again, there's all sorts of these, I would say, stigmas or I, I'm, I'm at a loss for the word. And I'm sorry, I keep on mi mixing it up. But it's sort of like that it's spontaneous and you just have yeah. a can of spray paint and you're cruising around and just pick a wall. And it's... Yeah. That, I mean, it can, I it can, definitely can be, but I mean, we, we were, the, the more into it we got, it was, it was definitely more planning and, um, and you know, like the people I went with were not, there, there was no, there was no, like you're on your own. Like, you, like there's no way that we're getting caught. Like, it's like, there's, right. there's, like everyone had stuff to lose. Like, you know, like, they're all educated and like you know like, uh, you know one's a doctor one's a pharmacist one's a you know he was one was an architect back then and then like just like they're not and you know there's there's artists now that are still writing that are like that are lawyers and you know and and uh yeah and you know work in the community and stuff so it's uh it's a real it's a real like passionate um thing to get into um, there's nothing like walking in a train yard and painting trains, you know, like it's like uh, something you'd never, if you never experienced it, it's like you're, you know, you're amongst giant metal canvases and, and it's a really cool feeling. It's like the smell of the steel and like, you know, the rust and stuff. It's like, it's, uh, um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it's, I'm, maybe I'm romanticizing. Oh my gosh, it's, it's working. I'm like, yeah. my heart is like, I'm getting yeah. teary. Yeah. So, and, and the thing is, is, paint like some people do, and that's like part of a graffiti thing also. Some people just steal it, but I, I never did. So, um, I, you know, you, you pay for that paint and like you go out and you like, you want to make something nice with it, you know, like your intentions were not to destroy, you know, so much as to be able to create something yeah, that's wild. Uh, so now we're talking about, I, I'm going to use the word canvas, even though you use the word canvas as in someone who paints graffiti on a canvas. There was a stigma behind that as well. But I'm going to use the word canvas to describe yeah. everything. Okay. So you, the scale of canvas that you're using, say going from drawing on a piece of paper to now making those things into murals and how, what is that process for you? And how does that, um, how do you mimic the stroke say of your wrist when you're drawing to your whole arm when you're painting? Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like how does I translate? How does it? How, how do you do translate? translate? And also do you find that like maybe you do a, a stroke with your hands that you know that you're not capable with your yeah, arm or something? Yeah, definitely. Like in terms I, of scaling your canvases. Yeah, well, I mean, now, now um, as far as scaling, like from from drawing to murals, I um, I generally plan it to something I can um, that I can duplicate, you know, like to a to a degree. Um, so I won't make it ultra ultra detailed unless I know I can do a certain thing without um, the overspray ruining something else. Like so, it's it's got to be planned out. But um, but also I think I'm more. Um, I'm more conscious now from doing the drawings and working on murals of like the use of the negative space and the use of like uh, of things around that that are you know that may be distracting to 
to um, before I used to want to cram as much as I can into a mural and uh, but now it's it's more like you know something that I could look at and not get um, sick of but at the same time it's not so simple that um, that it, you know that you just like oh, roll your eyes at it or whatnot like um, although I do that sometimes at my stuff and just like that but I guess you're always you're always uh, critiquing yourself. Yeah, you're um, your hardest critic, right? <laughs> yeah. So to say, uh, coming full circle, I saw uh, on your Instagram that you were back at St. Paul's uh, teaching some of the students there. Can you talk yeah. about that and maybe some of the other projects you've been up to this summer? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, this summer, I um, yeah, uh, being able to do that was really cool. I visited my old high school and um, had that opportunity. Um, just to welcome the new the new grade nines that would be coming in, um, and you know I, um, yeah I've been doing that and working with this year I wasn't able to do artist in schools I usually do that uh, um, at Nelson Mac and I and that's been super fun but I I got to do um, arts fest with Louis Riel School Division so um, you know get to work with like uh, five group or three groups of 25 kids and, and get to do uh, like graffiti lettering workshop with them. And, um, and it's a fun, and it's like probably my like favorite day uh, of the year is doing that. And it's, uh, it's just like when they enjoy learning something and that you love to do like, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So also um, when talking or teaching graffiti, what are some things that you're teaching students now that maybe you weren't taught or had the lack of, of somebody teaching you back in the day? Um, what are some of the things that you think are important for, for new artists to know? Um, if we're working on a mural project, like a mural, like um, I definitely like to um, uh, just tell them the importance of, of um, working across the, across the canvas and across the wall and not, not fo focusing on a, on a particular point until it be, until it's time to, because I, I just find that you get lost, you get lost in details of something. And then, and then you're just, then it's hard to get over the hump of like, I, it's like a very uh, overwhelming feeling to look across a wall and see that you've got nothing done on one end of the wall, you know? So the, and, and that kind of stuff before uh, getting really into the intricacies of a of a wall. Um, that definitely, like, uh, I made mistakes and like wasted tons of paint because, you know, I didn't think about I didn't think about that. And and then next thing you know, you you blew your paint budget on on this small area, and you've got a whole like other third of a wall to paint. You know, so um, that that's one thing. And um, managing your time. Um, I probably, I need a lesson in that actually, <laughs> like splitting up. I wish there were more days in the week and hours in the day because it just doesn't seem to be enough time to, to do all the things I want to do. So, um, wow. I've, I've got a quick question. Um, how many walls? Oh, you're were, breaking up or, a bit there. Me? Can you hear me now? No, go for it. You're good. Yeah, okay. you're good. Jared, go. Sorry. Yep. Awesome. Um, how many walls in Winnipeg do you think your work is on? If you if you could 
Even ballpark it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe twenty. I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe more. I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, I don't know if interior, like interior restaurant. So, so I don't know. Um, but. But yeah, like that's one thing too that like uh like what do I consider like I've done logos and stuff like that and for for businesses, so I don't know. So a sh- short answer would be a lot. Uh, maybe, Probably. yeah, 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 I think so. Like, what kind ever- of logos have you done? Um oh I did I did like a I did Verde juice. Uh, Verde Juice Bar in Mosley. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the window, window painting, and then the the juice, the neon juice sign. I did a digital version, and then um, or a marker tag version, and then digitized it, and then uh, the Neon Brothers did it. Um, made the neon light from it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that's been fun to see my you know stuff made into something else. That was really cool. Yeah. Oh, and before we uh, let you go, we do have to get into your tattooing. Um, yep. How did you come into that? Uh, I, d- I didn't plan on it. I, I mean, I always loved getting tattoos and I, I, um, I had the opportunity to do a mural for a shop called uh, back then Electric Babylon. And so I, I was doing a mural and then um, they offered to trade me an apprenticeship for, for tattooing. Uh, oh, for a tattoo, or sorry, for the mural. Oh, that's and, awesome! Um, Whoa, yeah. that's a wild. That's cool. Yeah, story. so <laughs> it was it was amazing because well, it was hard because I was working at the gallery full time, and then I'd go, and then I'd have to work at the shop after four o'clock, um, afterwards till eight or nine o'clock, and you know, um, for for like a year, and then and then I moved shops, and then and then. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it got my foot in the door, and it was it's that was great to uh, to have that opportunity. Definitely uh, appreciate that that opportunity. And so, if someone wanted to get a Pat Lazo tattoo, are they still able to? Or oh yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm at Osborne Village Inc. Um, One eighty eight Osborne. I've been there for like ten years now. Fantastic! That's awesome. Yeah. I, I know we said, well, no, we're going to keep on going. I want to talk about graffiti gallery and like the, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's huge. It's yeah a big deal in this city, right? Like a lot yeah. of people that means a lot. That means start a lot. there and continue to start there. It's such an amazing space. I want to talk about how it started and I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about how it started. Let's start there. Sure. Sure. Um, I was working at a skateboard shop. Uh, I saw there was a sign uh, at another skateboard shop and and then I noticed it was at our shop because um, someone had called me and told me about it and it said, uh, looking for graffiti artists and it was handwritten. Um, I, I have it up somewhere, I, th- I can't find it, but it was handwritten and, uh, and it was my boss, Steve, he wrote it. Do you think you have skills with a spray paint can? One day <laughs> oh <class."> shit. <laughs> yeah, and it had a cell phone number and like call before June 8th 1998 or something like June 8th and then or July 8th but I called him like in June and then I met him at this um 
this old this garage that he had rented out on Union in Elmwood, and um, and he just had he had a wall there, a drywall wall, and he had a bunch of Krylon spray paint, and he's like, uh, okay, let's see what you can do. No. And, yeah, and I went there with my with my buddy uh, Ryan, and um, and then we both painted, and he saw that we had like ability. But my my buddy didn't wasn't so into the idea of painting ele- uh, or legally, so he's like, "Oh, that's cool, but you do your thing." And then I so I just you know continued the relationship and fostered the relationship with Steve and um, our ED, and he uh, and then like through us meeting, I introduced him. Like we we all introduced each other to like uh, to the rest of our crew basically, and and. Um, all the guys that I started painting graffiti with like uh, Fred Thomas and, and um, yeah, and, and a bunch of, a bunch of others. So it, it like grew from there. And, um, and then the following we, we showed at the, this festival called world next door festival. And we had this, it was at the forks and we had big canvases, like six by eight canvases, like huge canvases. Wow. And, uh, and then we, we, I think we sold one or a few, a few of them, sorry. And then, uh, and then um, the following spring, or we went to go look at a, uh, a wall to do a quote for a mural. And it was the wall of our building uh, that we're in now. Cause mm-hmm. the owner back then uh, said, Hey, you guys might be interested in this space. And he was just storing tires there for like the last 20 or 30 years because there's environmental levies for destroying tires and they weren't recycling tires yet. So they would just store them. Right. And they would just sit in these warehouses like cold storage, but nice. they emptied it out. And when we emptied out the pigeon shit and like the, um, put electrical and painted the walls and like just built some stuff. And, and, um, and then in the spring of 99, we had a, our first opening and I think mood rough opened for it. So, uh, so we had local hip hop, uh, hip hop scene there and like, yeah, so it was like it basically like all the kind of things that we were into, um, like sort of ended up meeting there, and you know, and it was it was cool. Like we had breakers, and like you know, like that scene back then, like hip hop was like breaking scene was was cool back then, and they were you know, and so like we knew all those people, and it was just uh, it was kind of a like a natural sort of growth kind of thing. Um, but as far as like we we tried to make it a commercial gallery, it was like that was our intent to try and like be a space where we could sell art, do murals and stuff like that um, out of there. But then what we realized is since we moved from Elmwood, is a lot of those kids from Elmwood rode that CN mainline like on the sides of the trains, and they're like young kids, and then came to our building because they heard we were down the street or like over the louise bridge and like we're like what were you doing they're like oh yeah we we rode the train i'm just like what What? like you guys are crazy and back then there was no there was no uh fence to keep their trespassers out so the kids also from from south or sorry north point douglas would come across but now there's a fence that kind of blocks it off so what we realized is that there was nothing to do after 3 30 and and um, and that's when we, you know, we were advised to like, you know, we could make a go of doing 
after school art drop in. So basically it was like an open gym, but open for art, you know, like we had a banquet table full of art supplies and do what you want kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it, it, it had to it evolve from there because it just, it needed more structure. And, uh, so, so it wasn't just to drop in and I mean, you could hang out, but it wasn't to mess around. It was to like sit down and like do some artwork and, you know, have an organized like sort of thing. And, and, uh, yeah. And that's how that started really like, and oh. yeah, being involved in the hip hop community, you know, like we had, we had access to all these people that are really like, that are, um, you know, they're practitioners of their craft, right. They're not, mm-hmm. they're not, they're, they're actually, it's part of their lifestyle. It's not, it's not like a, they're not just teaching this um, because it's a paycheck. It's like they're professionals in their field, you know, like, so like we're super lucky that way to have people that like, that are into the, that are into that movement and like, um, and making art, like, you know, um, to build community. It's, it's awesome. That's wild. Everything you've described too. It's, it's so interesting how a lot of that is so relevant still today you know, 20 years later, you guys still have the same kind of mentality towards it. And I think that's, that's so cool. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate yeah. That's like real shit. Yeah. <laughs> real yeah. shit. Yeah. No, that's yeah. Real. It was built on like, yeah, real shit. Hopping yeah. the train that's to good. get down to the yeah. studio. That's so, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. so wild. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. Learn how to paint them on the way back. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> School's the smell of the steel. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pat, for coming on. We uh, we won't take up any more of your time, but we want to say thank you for sharing uh, some of your stories. Yeah, um, thank you yeah, so much. The projects you've been well, up to. You. and Thanks for having me. Of course. And? I'm going to take a picture of us. <laughs> and thank, thank you, you for, for cutting, cutting deep, deep with us on Paper, Paper Cut, Cut Podcast. Podcast. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>